Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you feeling good, man? I'm feeling great. Don't look like it. I'm feeling ready. You look you look not ready. <laughs> look unhealthy. How much no, time? I'm kidding. You look great. How much, how much great. do you wear beanies around the house? Me? Who are you asking? Both. <laughs> I well, did just realize we're both wearing beanies. I'm bald and it's cold. So I wear a beanie <laughs> quite often. I mean, I'm down in the basement story. right now and my cat demands <laughs> to have the window open. So mm. I'm basically outside right now. I'm half bald and insecure. <laughs> so also often. Once then. I lose it all, yeah, we'll be fine. But no, uh, I just have it on because it was also cold in the house this morning. And now it's not, but I just haven't taken it off. Well, I feel insecure about the way I look in a beanie. I think my head looks weird when I have a beanie on. You don't wear hats or caps or. I, yeah. Why? Do, you know, there's a reason. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'd like to see it and then decide for myself. You have great hair and <laughs> let it fly. Yeah, you don't need Hide it. Hide it under a bushel? No. I'm going to let it shine. <laughs> <laughs> out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly. If your business paper needs or Dundamip, then the people purchase paper people Dundamip. Then the people purchase paper people Dundamip. Then the people purchase paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and my cat costs $7,000, Sean Roney. I'm Edwin James, Vance Refrigeration. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. And I am your body captain, too, and you are going to put on your dancing <laughs> shoes later on. <laughs> so we are going to um, rock it! <laughs> Every week we if get the together. the rocking, don't come knocking. <laughs> <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, this week is a mailbag episode. We'll be uh, playing some voicemails left to us by listeners. And then we'll head to the conference room for some would you rathers sent in by a listener as well. So uh, before we get going, any housekeeping up top, Alex? Um, we're uh, The Patreon's just grooving right now. We're going to be having a new mailbag episode uh, later this week week I, or wait yes. i guess we're well we're it'll probably this be a... out yes by the time right. you hear this yes. Yes. gosh 
This is this is how you promote things, folks. You do it after <laughs> you've already done it. But there will be a it's new there now. You can yes, go and there will be a now. new Patreon voicemail episode by the time this comes out. Really exciting stuff. Uh, we've just the 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 Tot community is just is is beautiful. Uh, that that big fat pig is beautiful. No, I don't know what, <laughs> what, what does he say? Yeah, that's basically it. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, uh, we've been having having a ton of fun over there. Um, yes. Great stuff. People joining in droves. So don't be left behind. Yeah. Uh, join. Yeah, and- go to patreon.com slash Michael Scott. $5 a month. You know, one fancy coffee a month. Uh, don't have it. Instead, get our entire backlog of episodes. Get ad-free episodes. Uh, get to vote on some on upcoming topics. Get access to our bonus episodes, bonus draft episodes. Just be a part of it. Why not? Yeah. And if you like the show, it's a way to support us as well. So <laughs> thank you very much. To we the do Scott's make group talks. donations. Yes, we do uh, each yes. month as well. Uh, uh, yes. To, to charities. Um, all right. So uh, let's get into today's uh, today's voicemail bag. So, uh, Alex, you want to yeah. hit us with the first one? You bet. Let's hear it. You bet. Classic episode for us. Uh, when's the last time we did voicemails, Brett? It's been a little been bit, a minute. Right? Been a minute. We I Too I long. I go through and I go from where we st- I I go through in the voicemails of where we last left off and just mm-hmm. start with all the unreads and unlistened to and okay. I start from there and that was going back to November twenty first. Yeah. yeah, we do it about I every think. three months. About every three months. Okay, cool. So that's where we're picking up. So a lot of these early ones, especially, came come from like November, early December. Cool. Uh, so apologies for the time travel, but let's go back to. Uh, uh, People want to know 18th. what we're going to do about Y two K. We got that website coming soon, Christmas O two. Mm-hmm. Uh, for now, let's go. Uh, where is it? Where is it? There it is. Let's go to Sarah, in Pennsylvania. Hey, Michael Scott Pod, it's Sarah from Pennsylvania. Um, I just got to call in because I have a bone to pick with my husband. We <laughs> argue about this all the time. Um, he vehemently states that Angela does not deserve Dwight, and Angela does mm. not deserve the happy ending that she had by marrying Dwight. I, on the other hand, think that it's more about Dwight than it is about Angela, and so that's why they wrote you know, the happy ending where they get married is more for Dwight than it was for Angela um, because he just thinks she was too mean to ever be that happy at the end. So I just want to know your guys' thoughts on this whole relationship and how it all ended. Um, thanks for everything you guys do. Peace out. <laughs> thanks, Sarah. Peace out, Seacrest. All right. So does Angela deserve Dwight? Um, what do you guys think? It's funny for how how huge of a couple this is. We don't talk about them a ton on the show. Like we don't talk about Angela and Dwight that much uh, mm-hmm. compared to a, certainly a lot of other couples. Sure. Um, this yeah. is a really interesting question to me. One I've never really considered quite in this way, as far as deserving and and it's true because like narratively everything Angela does leads to a bad ending. Like she's just not a good person. She's not a very loving welcoming person right. who does like she, she 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 goes after what she wants but in a purely almost so like sociopathic way without really caring how people feel but yeah. uh i don't know they they do a pretty they do a pretty good job of having angela kind of 
pay her debts in season nine in terms of like she ends up in a pretty tough spot there in season nine. Like it gets she hits she hits the bottom. Um, so it's yeah. Is, it, does she hit enough of a bottom? Do you think? Or yeah, I don't know. That's that's kind of my first take on it. Is, is she does. She's not. She's an unhappy person for I, sure. I, I think she, like, she is saved by the wedding. Yeah, I think I think by besides like her, her getting her punishment in the end, like Angela and Dwight have a very different moral code than the rest of most of the people who are the audience of the office. Putting <laughs> it know, very lightly, like... yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, like, I don't know if you know. Uh, I'm certain that it, I mean it seems like Dwight has forgiven her in the end, and 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 that makes sense to me. That's not totally outrageous, you know. I mean, after the the love contract and just the way that Dwight talks about mating in general is just like, <laughs> you know, I I think it's, you know, they seem to deserve each other. I really, you know, sure are like most of the time, like Angela's actions would be. You know, uh, <laughs> it's Angela's ashes. Yeah, An- Angela's, Angela's ashes. actions is the uh, the uh, sequel. Yeah, finer Prequel. things. Finer Prequel. things clubs next. Book. Yeah, Angela's actions. Top of the morning to it. <laughs> Angela's actions. Angela poured but herself a coffee point. and walked to her desk. These were Angela's actions. <laughs> a ba- a tall man went into a very nice store. <laughs> Uh, what do you think? Go ahead, Edward. <laughs> well, I, I think it's it's difficult to frame their relationship or a relationship by saying does one person deserve the other. Um, it's kind of a I, I think it's a difficult way to think about that. Um, I do think I, I think the point that she makes about Dwight's arc or run on or time on the show being worthy of a happy ending or Dwight kind of finding that is is a is a salient point i think it would be really difficult to end the show without giving dwight some sort of happy ending in that regard yeah Um, yeah it's true and i do think that uh on on some level angela she really asked i mean angela's sort of her, her thing is pride and so much and she gets very very humbled in season nine um and she's often very brutal to a lot of the other characters in the show and I, I, I've never really had a problem with it, with them coming back together, mm-hmm. because Dwight kind of decides he kind of chooses that life for himself and for her yeah. and for them together. Um, and the arc of their relationship is so strange um, that it makes sense that they would come back together in a strange way, I think. Yeah. Um I feel like I'm not making a great point here. <laughs> no, no I, well, look, I think um, you're saying, I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> once again, you know, the yes or no, I think you're saying yes, or she's, you know, it's not that Angela doesn't deserve Dwight. She, but she doesn't win Sarah's his love. Side, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think so, personally. Yeah. Um, I, although I do, I do see what her husband is saying. It's, it's, he's, or she really doubles down on this this fake life that she has with the senator, and she really kind of glamorizes herself as this sort of public mm-hmm. figure. And it's really, I mean, it's played for laughs quite a bit. But uh, Wesley Silver is gay, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but 
Yeah, she really <laughs> has to go through it in the end. And that that's what I sort think of, is uh, yeah. Oh, that, sorry. I was that's what I think is like she her her first take at a happy ending or what th- she thinks is a happy ending is when she bottoms out, which is like, "Hey, I met I met the senator. We I now I'm part of this like powerful, you know, class." And that to to Angela, that's her happy ending. She's like, "Oh my gosh, I did it." Like I married yeah, up. Right. I'm I, I'm who I've always wanted to be. Um, I have power now, state senator power at my side, and obviously all of that comes crashing down. Funny enough, at Oscar's hand, it's perfect. So it's like she gets the comeuppance. She gets like that's I kind of disagree with Sarah's husband here because like all that happens to her, and her happy ending isn't necessarily she she finally marries Dwight. I mean that's what like that's a very common thing I think in American shows and sitcoms is like once the main characters finally get married that's the end it's like they did it they're happy mm. forever and <laughs> we, hey, we all know marriage doesn't solve all your problems right you know mm-hmm. we just saw the wedding who knows what came next but uh wait you guys are telling me that getting married didn't solve all your problems <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's it happy ending not life me buddy problem like, solved no, no she she had to, <laughs> she had to absolutely hit rock bottom before that so yeah, I, and, and again, I have a problem with the idea of like deserving someone or not. None of that makes sense. None of that's real. It's just yeah, it's just that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, it's just like whatever. Think, anyway, that's where I'm at. On I it. think too another way to frame it maybe is, and I'm I'm just kind of thinking of this now is in the duel, Angela says at the end of the duel I will pity one and respect the other, and yeah. I think that, and obviously that does not go her way. She ends up with neither of them, right. and I think maybe using the way that Dwight and Angela both similarly sort of view the world, that it might make sense following that sort of code that in season nine, Dwight might be at the point where he's pitying Angela, but instead he, yeah. he chooses her, you know? And right. I think that is what makes it such a, such a happy ending or such a, yeah. um, you know, maybe a sitcom ending. Let's say, let's say that. And maybe Angela does change a tiny bit. Maybe she gets to a place mm-hmm. where, she does deserve it or whatever, because she finally, you know, mascara streaming down her face surrounded by cats no money crying to oscar you know and then helping raise this kid with oscar like it's uh, it, eventually you know it's dwight's son but but it turns out like yeah she had she she totally has to like confess like cleanse herself almost of like you've been this terrible person and here's all the receipts for how bad you've been can you accept that and she finally does and then she's able to be with yeah. dwight so and then um, I'm, I'm thinking, too, of the sort of and I know we're kind of going along on this first question, as we often do, um, of that moment time. where she kind of where she says, like, she's she's crying. She says, I love him. I love Dwight. And then on the on the other hand, where Jim is talking to Dwight, he's like, you you love Angela. And like that. Yeah, that sort of kind of crushing realization or conclusion, um, I think, really sets them up to come back to the end. Of the end. Yeah. But. Um, but thank you for the question. Uh, I think we're question, all on your Sarah. side, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You know, as, as as long as we've done this show, coming up on four years now, it's funny that there's still little questions like that that I've like, never actually considered it from that perspective. Yeah. So, yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, so thank um, you. Who's Sarah question comes in? Okay. <laughs> uh, let's move. Let's move from that. Uh, let's go to what do you say we go down to East Texas? Oh, baby. Uh, Thaddeus from the Pawnee Woods of East Texas. <laughs> uh, hey, I was just calling you boys to, one, let you know that I did finally become a Patreon subscriber. Woo! Woo! Hey. Welcome. But 
it is me. I'm, I'm the one with uh, the Kenny Powers profile picture. <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, I got two hard rules to live by. I don't fuck with the devil, and I never do tag teams of blood relatives. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, and I'll probably put this in, in y'all's next uh, comment thread, but in case I forget, I want, I want a top five list. Uh, uh, favorite sitcoms. Mm. Matter of fact, and I only got four on mine. <laughs> Office is clearly number one. <laughs> then I think it's Friends, The League, Eastbound oh. and Down. Then I run out. Eastbound and Down. That's I'm just sitcom. wondering what's y'all's top five. Top five best sitcoms of all time. Uh, love it. That's really all I got. Still love the show. <laughs> uh, it, it, guys, it's, it's great. It really is. Um, oh, you're great, Thaddeus. It's really something amazing that y'all put out here. And obviously what y'all are doing, all the <clears throat> all the donations, you know, Thurgood Marshall College Fund, that's, that's all amazing. Um, anyway, I think I'm running long. <laughs> I hope you boys have a good week. Edwin? <laughs> You know, whatever the Swiss people say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Thaddeus, thank you very much. <laughs> How do you uh, say have a good week? How would you say that to someone in Switzerland? Shona week. <laughs> there you go. That's not really how you'd say it. I don't yeah. know that much yet. I'll say we had I'm a lot of... It. Yeah, go ahead. It, it's been a... Sorry, it, it's been a couple months since... We did, last did this, so we had a, several from Thaddeus. So I, I picked through a lot of Thaddeus. <laughs> we had a lot from. Shout out to Jacob and Phoenix. We have one from him later, but he had also had a oh, ton nice. of call-ins. So we see you boys. Appreciate that. Hey, shout out, shout out. Uh, I, I know uh, Thaddeus has been rocking with us for a while, so appreciate you, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Top, top five, sitcoms. five sitcoms. I got. I, I'll just. I already said this, but for Thaddeus's list, I don't. I. I would not consider Eastbound and Down a sitcom. That's a HBO I... comedy. It's just different from a. a I, I, it's a it's it's a situation comedy. I think it's it's one character, Kenny Powers getting into different situations every episode. I think it counts. What do you think, think so? Edwin? I mean, that's a pretty. I think we need to decide what a sitcom is, and it's very difficult. The lines is kind of blurry, especially because yeah, I think as network television sitcoms have become less and less of a. I mean, they still exist, of course, but I yeah. think um, so much comedy content comes from streaming platforms and kind of this um, mm -hmm. single cam slash multi. I mean, the difference between single cam and multi cam, yeah. all these kinds of things. Like, it's yeah, right. Are it, it, they can be? They can take a lot of different forms. Um, yeah, and like I HBO from, shows are like ten episode seasons. You know, like there's yeah. something to but me that, about a sitcom where it's like it needs to run for like the calendar season year. I feel like it should be a network <laughs> think... show. That's, and I think but, it should. Okay. I think most episodes. Last thing, I think most episodes resolve each other. There obviously are larger story so arcs going on, but f like to me, sitcoms, the feeling is each episode is like new story wraps itself up, and that episode moves on. You know, for the most mm -hmm. part. That's, party that's, down. Is that a is party that down? A... Party down feels like more of a sitcom to me than yeah. I would agree. Yeah, with I would say down. okay. How about the All British right. Office? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. What are you? Let's get to the question. Top five okay. sitcoms. What are What are your top five sitcoms? I think we can 
maybe safely say the offices I mean, we can, are all yeah, of our the office. I put it. I put the office and Parks and Rec on there probably, as a as I don't think they'd both be on there for me. Um, I'd put. Wait, so sorry, Parks and Rec is not on your list, or it is on your list? It is. Okay. I'd put. I'd probably put Trailer Park Boys on there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Thirty Rock. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna see. Edwin, I don't think it makes probably. Yeah. You put Simpsons. Well, yeah, it doesn't make. Yeah, I mean, it would make more sense for. I know we have to kind of think of it in the moment, but it's difficult for us to like <laughs> name individuals that comes one after another. I oh, think it'd yeah. be good for us to kind of each individually kind of give a little list, <laughs> even though five. we're kind of, you know, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. I, I mean, I can safely say, yeah, I think Simpsons, Thirty Rock are on my list. I would put Fresh Prince of Bel Air on there for me. Oh. Um, nice. Arrested Development. That was going to be my next, my last one, I think, or my fourth. Yeah. That's, rest yeah. development. I go rest development, office, parks and rec, trailer park boys, and then like I animated feels like a whole different category, it feels but like a whole different thing, yeah. Right, because you need like at its core, yes. Like part of but it. yeah. Yeah. Sean, yeah. how about you? I'm I'm trying to come up with some other ones that we haven't mentioned. I think uh Veep is a uh, one of my all time favorite Veep, sitcoms. I mean, Veep, Veep is, is one of so my good. favorite shows of all time, but I didn't, I, I, I don't think of it as a sitcom per se. Like I, it's I, such its own thing. I, I almost leave HBO in a separate. I think you guys are. Category. I think you guys are really framing sitcom as like a. I don't know. Like I think you're framing sitcom as any comedic <laughs> show. Are you not? Yeah, I think I, a sitcom I mean, you need you should be able to watch without a premium subscription to something. Like you should rabbit ears, you should be able to watch a sitcom. <laughs> I don't think this is Oh god. Basic All camera. right. Now I'm looking up the definition of situation comedy. Anyways, um <clears throat> I think Happy Endings is a fabulous sitcom. Mm. Oh, I which love is one Happy that Endings. Edwin turned me on to. So thank you. Have Edwin. you watched all of Happy Endings? Oh yeah. A couple oh, times through. It's amazing. Have oh, you yeah. really? Oh love that it. actually makes that makes me so so happy. I can make Absolutely jokes. Absolutely love it. Yeah, man. references from that show to some. Yeah, now. Ryan too. <laughs> Finally, oh, <yeah. laughs> um, let's. I'm see. in the midst of Detroiters, and it's Detroiters I am is absolutely an incredible show. It. It's so funny. Detroiters is so good. That's a that's a Tim Robinson show. If if you don't know, uh, check it out. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, New girl. I'll, I'll shout out Larry Sanders Seinfeld? show too. Yeah, yeah, Seinfeld. No, we haven't even said Seinfeld. We're going. Yeah, I think I'm gonna man. snag your. It's always sunny there. I'm gonna say my yeah. my definitive list is gonna be Office, Parks and Rec, Trailer Park Boys, Arrested Development, and It's Always Sunny. Okay, my top five is The Office, Thirty Rock. Um, I'm gonna give. I'm going to I'm going to say how I met your mother. I, it's a it's uh, you know, mm. it's a show that makes me angry, especially in later seasons. <laughs> but uh but it holds a special place in my heart. Uh a lot of nostalgia watching that show. And then um let's see. I'll say uh I'll give it to Happy Endings and um and man, I love uh, I love New Girl too, so I'll just do that. I'll just say New Girl. New Girl's, yeah. Um I I I think for me, I think I, I don't mean to remove the Simpsons, but I also don't. It feels a little weird as an inclusion, you know, mm-hmm. um, as a sitcom because it is an animated thing. So maybe 
I would drop that and put in um, Happy Endings for me personally. And, and with a lot of these other shows that we've mentioned in slots six through ten. Um, yeah. And the dictionary definition of situation comedy is a television oh, or radio series in which the same set of characters are involved in various amusing situations. Thank you very much. Next question, please. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Let's move on. Uh, let's go. Going to accept you for quite a while. <laughs> All right. We're going to uh, Christina in Phoenix. Hi, Pickle. <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, this is Christina giving you a call from Phoenix, Arizona. Um, first time, long time. No. Um, but I was giving you guys a call because I've been watching, I mean, I watch The Office every single day, but I was wondering, have you guys ever done an episode where you sort of draft the what if of everybody watching the documentary after it's over? I know I'm running over time, but like, what would, chop, chop, um, right here. What no, would the kidding. characters do <laughs> after watching the documentary air and they figured out these like secrets, like the fact that the Michael Scott paper company was being broke, was going broke right before they bought them out or, you know, things of that nature. Mm. But it just seemed kind of fun to me that these secrets that only the viewer is into and the camera crew was into, um, you know, the, the cast members or the office workers themselves didn't know. Anyway. Thanks for the podcast. Really great. I listen to it all the time, as all your listeners do. Um, keep it up. Hey. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks, Christina. Thank you. It was a nice message and a good question. I think I do so think it's secrets, a question that we've... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, secret uh, but... secrets are no fun. Secret secrets are no fun. Secrets that are revealed from people watching the documentary. I mean, the uh, small stuff comes to mind. Uh, Toby uh, skipping out on... Um, Boys' time during yeah. uh, women's appreciation. Boys and girls. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, let's see. Other. Well, okay. So the question is, and, and I mean, obviously, we're not going to draft it, at least not now. I think the the question is sort of what would the characters do in after watching the documentary? Correct. I would say, yeah. Who whose stories are you most? interested in after the documentary airs like what happens next who, who, oh. which characters are you more like interested in in what went on what would they what would what would they learn from watching the documentary yeah. that they didn't know at the time yeah yeah i think the i mean i don't think david wallace would have so much concern because david wallace ends up super rich um, yeah i i so could just see david that, smiling yeah. and shaking his head like those guys <laughs> son of a bitch michael i do you, think i wonder <laughs> I wonder how Charles would feel, though. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, Charles is gonna. Yeah, be, I know. He's because we don't know where we don't know what happens to Charles after this. We yeah. don't. Or after that, yeah. I mean, a lot. Of, I feel like Charles is probably never gonna see it. Robert California is never gonna see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's a lot of people just never gonna watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, That's true. And keep in mind too, like after these nine, we get nine seasons of the show, but it's a ten episode event, is it not? As it plays in the world of the show think so so just keep in mind they're getting 10 episodes where we got you know right. hundreds so right, right. Uh, and are they watching just, like wait they're not watching what about... we saw I, i'm a believer that they're watching it took something but, completely different than what but we for saw. the sake of this question let's imagine that they've seen everything okay. right because okay. we don't know what the edit was the final edit was okay my only clarifying question is if they as viewers of the documentary are they watching the same set of characters go through a bunch of different comedic situations 
<laughs> they consider this documentary a sitcom. Can you? Yeah, uh, can a documentary be a sitcom? <laughs> um. um... I feel like I I want to say also that I feel like Kelly watching herself back is just going to be like I'm awesome, you know. <laughs> like that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be any self-realization there. Will she um, will she that's... be more obsessed with Ryan or less obsessed with Ryan after this airs? I hope less. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. We can only pray. Yeah. I don't think you anything's know watching... changing there. Yeah. You know they're watching it. Yeah. Oh yeah. They they do stuff to it. I am I well, if we were sort of like drafting this, I'd be I'd be very invested in Aaron. Uh, yeah. Having parents and like what happens with her life after this. Mm. I mean, arguably the biggest impact of this documentary being made is that could is almost it, be a whole new show with <laughs> Joan Cusack and Ed Begley Jr. Kemper and yeah, what a, <laughs> I mean, that's a great core cast with that. That show has to have a laugh track. <laughs> that show has to be recorded in front of a live audience yeah it's called like mom and dad and it's just her like moving it's like fresh prince of bel-air but with aaron with ed beckley jr and joe Cusack. and they have to like teach her how to actually be an adult person yeah, not... yeah. aaron yeah. go to your room not your hair room <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know Read. and then michael shows up every now and then as a surprise guest yeah, who thinks he's still? Yeah, who's like I'm her real father, and Super Reed weird. does not show up as a surprise guest. <laughs> Reed is out. Well, Reed's um, one of those characters who's like showing up with a ladder, like always comes into the room through the. You mean like in Clarissa explains it yeah, all exactly? <laughs> I I uh, <laughs> I want to say Meredith is going to be really interesting. She's got her her PhD. Oh. Her son is mm-hmm. uh, a young. Uh, entrepreneur, <laughs> uh, you know, I think things cash, are really looking up for her and yeah. her and hers. So uh, I think uh, I want to see, like, you know, Meredith become a Scranton business mogul or something like that after opens a chain of yoga stu- yoga studios or something. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys seen uh, that Chippendale show on Hulu that just started? I want. <laughs> I imagine no, her. I imagine her and Jakey. <laughs> oh, opening a similar joint Ooh, yeah i like that <laughs> her like at that. the big desk all the rings and the good. rolex and <laughs> cigar <laughs> uh, how, how michael and holly uh watching this um would they watch this fondly would they watch it being like i'm so glad we got out of there i mean it's it'd be hard to say it'd be hard to see michael watching it and not feeling really nostalgic and, and choked up yeah, I think yeah. of all the characters, Michael would enjoy it the most, I think. Except for all the like talking heads of people being like, Michael is an idiot, and I try and deal with him this way. <laughs> like that, mm-hmm. I, could mm-hmm. see, I, I, could, I could see Michael doing another walk in his overcoat, throwing loaves of, of bread to birds, you know, kind of having a... <laughs> Having so ta- he had to- talking to his little man in the sky, you know. Like, Michael had to take breaks while watching it. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm do. I'm a- no. I'm not. He had to yeah, learn think- these lessons all over again. I mean, that's the funny thing is, I think, like on one hand, I would imagine that watching a documentary about yourself and your life would be really awkward and difficult. Super like, weird. Pam talks about not like how uncomfortable it is to think that um, she was sitting so close to Jim and how how it made it difficult to watch the documentary and i imagine that a lot of characters might feel the same way but it's only 10 yeah. episodes so if it's a limited series it's a little easier to get through the whole thing and there is a lot of um a lot of excitement from all the staff members when the trailers start to come out um i think yeah. andy 
might uh, might enjoy watching it because the review talks about his surprising musical talent, which makes me think that he's framed in a way that makes it that kind of showcases that. Hmm. Oh, launches his um, motivational speaking career. It's Baby Wawa. Yeah. <laughs> um, another another show, just a tour, just Andy on a speaking tour uh, miniseries. I'll take that. <laughs> um, yeah. Good Gabe question, would, though, Gabe would reflect Great and question. say, yeah, he was trying to steal my girlfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Phyllis and Bob no. probably yeah. get some weird enjoyment out of it. Uh, yeah. Gabe Gabe probably has a lot to learn by watching it. Well. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Gabe, I can really see Gabe watching it and being very, like, being feeling a crushing self-awareness <laughs> yeah making one making one last play for Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, after this. oh god i, I see who I, I saw who i was and it wasn't good uh i just good saw question it. though christina yeah, yeah thank question. you very much yeah all right now we got uh, a couple short ones here next one this is from i believe it's lissa hi this is lissa from new jersey and i just finished listening to your food and drink episode and guys I'm just really disappointed (laughs) sometimes I don't feel like you know food at all (laughs) that's it (laughs) thank you Lisa perfect (laughs) I I actually included this because we got more than one we got a few voicemails about our food and drink episode from I guess last December November okay Uh, I don't think I, I apparently we didn't mention Ke- Kevin's chili the entire episode, ah, which I find hard to believe, but I that might be the case. Okay. Anyway, people were not happy with us for that. So multiple I, people reached out. About uh, that? At least two, more oh, than one. Wow, oh, that man. number is not <laughs> current. Really did. Less but, than three. Aye, that number is not current. <laughs> that number is not current. Uh, Anyway, just just I thought that was the right voicemail to to address that. Uh, so thank you, Les. I appreciate it. Um, all right, next one. Uh, this episode. Uh, I was. I, was I imagine. Never, I imagine. I was like, never given a sorry. Name. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Before you queue it up, I think I ima- like every now and then we get messages or comments or people saying things like that, and I have to imagine that. I, I can imagine what it's like to expect to hear something that seems very obvious and then have it never come up at all. That must be. Very, yeah. I, it's kind of like you. Andy having to resolve the melody in his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, like, uh, guys, what? it's because, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, of course we were working so hard to make sure that we were like mentioning like all the other I foods. Know. We, of course, mm-hmm. forget the most obvious one. So. Anyways, we're, we're Everyone still Everyone likes the person who gives you a stick of gum. We didn't talk about that either. It's true. <laughs> oh, man. I, I guess to, to, to cue people in on our side of things, when you've done it for years, you're like, well, we've talked about that at some point, so we don't need to bring it up again. It's, like, it's always like, well, it's been and, covered. Okay, we'll be better. Wait. We'll try to be better. Do you know what is a good... Will we? Uh, or maybe, we didn't, maybe we didn't mention Kevin's Chili on that episode, but in another episode, which I think might have been Patreon only, so... Uh, understand that it might come with an asterisk there we did list our favorite kinds of chili do you remember that oh we did yes we certainly did mm-hmm. oh the patreon could been, there's could have been a toast talk and folks Sean... everything you want is on the patreon <laughs> that wasn't what i was trying to get at what i was trying to get at is the and i brought this up before that sean came up with the take that borscht was chili that's right <laughs> little teaser 
<laughs> the yeah. teaser. He thought he was just gonna th- walk that one faster. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we don't need to reopen that wound. Uh, this one, this next voicemail is even shorter, and I was never given a name. Oh, hey guys, somebody making soup. <laughs> we're just saying we're getting a lot of like five second voicemails of people calling it. in I, just like, I love it yeah i do too oh god i do too that was, that was it that was that was that, that was, was really good thing. uh all right let's go on to uh next voicemail here from jacob jacob was an active caller the last couple months love it love it buddy yeah Phoenix Thanks, um and yeah let's see do Jacob, we didn't. I don't think we ever talked about this on our episode, but he did like a voicemail experiment, which I truly appreciate because we try to. I mean, we've tried to be very creative with some sort of our podcast experiments in the past, where he like did a before and after, like an immediate reaction, where he literally left the voicemail before the episode, giving what he thought yeah. it would be, and then yeah. I get like directly after listening to it. We're not going to listen that... to it, but he did that with the White Lotus because we recommended, and he was oh, like, nice. "Oh, he calls in as he's watching of being like." <laughs> Started it. Oh, not great. hooked yet, but and then he kind of comes around on it. It's pretty funny. Wait, I'm gonna listen to these later. <laughs> you could listen yeah. to those later, but uh, different one from from uh, Jacob here. Hey, what up, Cynthia? It's Jacob, Denver, from Phoenix. <laughs> Just wanted to pass on much love, much respect. Hope y'all are doing well. Haven't heard from you guys on new apps. Kind of sucks, but you know, I know you guys are busy. Hell, everyone's out of the country, so I get it. Uh, Sean, probably over as hell so i get it <laughs> alex is probably on some family vacation where he doesn't have wi-fi again <laughs> but i hope you guys are doing good really looking forward to a new episode hopefully this week i just wanted to give a quick uh possible topic conference room uh segment uh, i want to give a shout to underrated episodes so mm. this is, wouldn't be your favorite episode but this is like not a lot of people talk about it or not a lot of people would think of it and it's like your favorite app. Uh, for me, easily probably Turf War. Uh, that mm, episode nice. is chock full of goodness. Yes. Uh, Harry Jenner a killer and <laughs> hilarious. Uh, <laughs> you live well down here in PA is one of my <laughs> wife and mine uh, favorite quotes. Harry's uh, Jubilee. Yeah. Harry's Jubilee. Uh, and then, uh, uh, it's okay, kid. Finish your dishes. Uh, we just we just love those moments. <laughs> Uh, what do you guys got, uh, listeners? What do you guys got? Uh, also, putting out a PSA shout out. Uh, can you guys give a shout? Uh, Thaddeus, Tiny Wood, East Texas. We haven't heard from you all, brother. Hope you're doing <laughs> right there, uh, at your HR job, I think it was. Uh, miss you guys. Can't wait for a new app. Hope you're doing well. Love you all. Much love. Later. I love the cross cross listener. No, yeah. <laughs> shout out. I, um, I hope they both Jacob, call in thanks, while man. we're recording, and we just put them on the line together. Just let them talk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listened. We'll to... Side side uh, sidebar. I listened to uh, Tim Heidecker has a podcast called Office Hours, and he makes it with uh, a couple of his longtime editors, producers, and and like co writers, and they each called their dads. And then they just like pretty much got out of the way and just let their dads talk to each other for maybe 20 minutes. And it's <laughs> maybe my favorite thing that's ever happened on a podcast because it happened totally naturally. Um, and I feel like we should try that sometime. <laughs> just get our dads sounds on the great. line and get out of the way. Um, that sounds great. Um, underrated episodes. What do you guys first think? of all, uh, 
I love the shout out to Turf War. I now I want to rewatch that episode. Um, I a, never that's a great I never call. think about that one call. either. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with. I mean, I'll just say first of all, my favorite episode of the of the show is Murder, which I do think is a, an underrated episode. I don't hear a lot of people mention that, but I'll for me. Why they call it Murder, not Muck Duck? <laughs> for me personally, I would I would say something like. The incentive is a is an underrated episode for me. Like it's it's a season eighter, so it's you know I tend to ignore it entirely. But um, I think that that is a really funny episode. And um, the season eighter sleeping with suppliers. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce. Bruce. I think. It's very difficult to, I think for me, it's got to be a little bit in the later run of the show to sure. really be a truly underappreciated one. Right. And kind of flipping through the list of episodes really quick. One that stands out to me is Gossip. Um, yeah. First I episode like, of season I love six. Gossip. Yeah. Gossip's yeah. great. With the, uh, I love having the interns as yep. just like a really unique feature of the show. Um, and then just the fact that it actually plays on the idea that everyone is talking about each other in the office um, with the documentary crew to film mm-hmm. it. I think it's kind of a fun take on that, given that everyone is in such close proximity to each other and everyone is in everyone's business all the time to actually get an episode about that. Uh, I really love. And then also, um, yeah, it's just, it's just a very funny for them to actually try to pin down Michael on something because that never happens. Mm-hmm. When they are all, are all in a room and they all end up turning, to, I heard it from Michael. It just keeps landing on him as he's trying to pass the buck and be flagged every <laughs> single time. Um, but, but, uh, but yeah, that's that's my uh, selection. I think I know what Alex is going to say, but I want to hear you say it. Oh, interesting. Get it. Yeah. One note on gossip too. I just love one of my favorite ta- episode tags in the whole show too. Of just like the Claire Danes, <laughs> yeah. Alan Thick. Just them, them saying who Michael keeps calling. Does he say, does he say Bruce Lee? What is this? is it? Yeah, Jet Li. Or it's Jet Li. Yeah, Jet, yeah. Li, Jet, Jet Li, Claire Danes, Alan Thick. <laughs> it's just a really funny one. One, uh, of the, I, one of the funnier bloopers as well is like a blooper of Dwight having them bring him a glass of water, and then he tries to drink the whole water, and Rain Wilson just breaks character <laughs> while he's doing it. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. Go uh, ahead. I'm I know my actually my my first instinct was cocktails mm. Um, mm. an episode that does come up but I, I just it's a weird uh, it's it's like a Jim and Karen episode because they're like gone um, yeah. I have I, it's one of my favorite pockets of the Michael this is like pre dinner party Michael and Jan um, I love this woman everything yeah. <laughs> w- w- Dwight being there going through the house uh, it's got the only other scene with some basketball happening besides the episode basketball. Love that. Um, I, I just enjoy a lot about that episode and it's, it, it feels like one of the, I mean, it's, you know, it's in the early seasons, but it feels like one of the better offsite episodes that they have early on. Uh, and I really appreciate it. Don't know why that one just kind of stood out to me as, as yeah. one that's slightly underrated, just not talked about a ton. I, I like the yeah. shout out to pre, pre-dinner party Jan and Michael I the, the it, what came to mind was the negotiation actually yeah you get all the Daryl and oh, yeah. Michael moments um and then just you know and then the actual negotiation with Toby 
<laughs> you know, it'll be groundbreaking when it ine inevitably goes to trial, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> or something good. like that. <laughs> I, yeah, the, that uh, an underrated Michael Instill is what are you writing, Perv Ball? Yeah, great question. Yeah, I love that. What do you think? You I want to know what say? I thought? Yeah, yeah. pool party. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean. I feel like it's not because we we've talked about it enough, but sure, <laughs> I I sing Robert California's praises enough, so we can we can move on there. Uh, yeah, but th that I mean, I what Mrs. California was actually the other my other one I was thinking of. Uh, that just doesn't I don't know. There's something about oh, the yeah. cat and mouse game that's happening throughout that episode. It's really <laughs> funny to me. That and one actually makes me cringe more than most of the episodes. Cringy one. But yeah. uh, Jim on the run, and then just it's a lot of a lot of Andy kind of doing uh, like just like Andy and a tight squeeze is always funny, and it happens a lot. That <laughs> you lying son of a bitch. <laughs> you <laughs> lying son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, uh, great question. Mm -hmm. Great question. Uh, let's move on here. Next one coming from uh, let's go to Laura in Ohio. Hey guys, this is Laura from Columbus, Ohio, and I am the founder of Diversity Tomorrow because today is almost <laughs> over. Mm -hmm. I am a longtime tot, and I wanted to thank you for all the years of joy and uh, celebrating our favorite show. So that's thank so you. awesome. Thanks for doing what you do. Uh, so last week, my husband and I were staying in a hotel. Um, we put the hotel TV on just to see what was on. Not much, clearly. Um, we ended up <laughs> Uh, taking a look Order at the Foster. Beauty and the Beast 30th anniversary <laughs> celebration, starring Josh Groban as the Beast, a.k.a. <laughs> Walter Jr. I quickly discovered that uh, Josh Groban has been completely ruined for me by the office. Every time he enters the stage, I'd be like, Bronard! And every time he exits the stage, I'd be like, bye, Tuna, bye, Pam. And my husband would be like, can you cut that out? Um, but anyway, my question is, who has the office totally ruined for you, actor-wise? Uh, this is, I, I, you know, tend to focus on minor characters, but if it's a major character, that's fine as well. Wanted to know your thoughts. Um, who can you not see in anything else without thinking of them as their character from the office? Anyway, thanks, guys. Love you. Thank you, Laura. We <laughs> love you, you too. Love you, Lauren. Uh, who has the office ruined for you? I I think it goes without saying. I can't see Steve Carell really without thinking of of Michael, well <laughs> which I know would probably drive him crazy to hear that. Um, but uh, uh, Rain Wilson, uh, Rain John Wilson, Krasinski. of course. Yeah, <laughs> Fisher. I mean, I'll, I'll uh, for a deep cut. I, I'm a big fan of HBO's Deadwood, starring Timothy Oliphant, which is kind of funny to see him. Mm. I, you know, I haven't really tried to rewatch Deadwood in a while, but it is kind of funny knowing that he was in the office. Uh, hard to believe him as a cowboy sometimes because of that. It's a good one. I think for me, uh, Amy Adams. Oh, oh. really? Wow. Just, I mean, well, just because I, I yeah, he, uh, watching the he, office it, F around e the time. <laughs> what did she do? <laughs> I don't know. Watching um, A W E S O M E. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I think that's what it is. But um, yeah, watching the office when around the time that it aired, um, 
and seeing Amy Adams in it, like I was in my, I was a teenager around that time. So um, as Amy Adams is now like a very distinguished actress or has been in so many things at the very least, like it's hard not to see her as Katie when watching like Arrival or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my answer is, is David Denman, uh, Roy, um, who's, you know, Roy's put together a nice little career, David Denman. Um, but the problem for me is every movie I've seen him in. And it's like, he, okay, uh, I just rewatched True Detective. I forgot he said an episode of that. <laughs> I happened to watch uh, uh, Logan Lucky is another one I watched, a heist oh, movie yeah. with Daniel Craig. Sure. Yeah, He's yeah. in uh, Brightburn, the horror movie. That posits oh, about the question: the kid, right? What if the, yeah. what if Superman was an evil child? Um, <laughs> and Mayor of Easttown, he's he's plays Frank in that. All of these roles, all feel like they could be Roy fifteen years after The Office. Yeah. Like every single one, he looks the same. He's got the same beard. He's got the same vibe, same energy. He does it very well. He's a good actor, uh, but it, he's just impossible for me to not think everything he's in is is Roy after his he divorces Laura down the road i i really thought of david keckner when you said david denman oh, i was thinking yeah. these movies and i was like i've seen a couple of these movies i can't think of dave keckner in them yeah dave keckner's talking he was in logan lucky yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, keckner, uh, no that's a that's a really good keckner kind of always is todd packer in a way. Yeah. <laughs> um i, I mean but, really quick i want to say on the amy adams one Edwin, that's a rare case where you are kind of right because I I loved Amy Adams, seen her before she was in the show, and then like I I went back and I watched The Fighter like a year ago, and you're you're just like oh Holly, look at you doing your Boston accent all tough and shit like it's just so funny. Like, <laughs> oh, you're thinking of Amy Ryan, or sorry, Amy Ryan. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. You're sorry about that. <laughs> that's I just did that. Uh, I just David Keckner, Amy Adams. Okay. Oh, I was uh, thinking of Ryan Howard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I blew Great that. Great question. Uh, good question, though. I like that. Josh, Josh Groban's a funny bit character for that. He pops up in a lot of stuff, kind of. Um, okay, let's go. Take a quick break. Uh, no, well, let's, let's, we got a really quick one here. We'll one just squeeze more. Sure, in. This is uh, Faye uh, in Colorado. Hi guys, this is Faye Tot from Denver. I just listened to the Moroccan Christmas episode. It was so fun. Um, but you guys mentioned how expensive all that stuff must have been. And I thought, geez, we never see Bob and Phyllis's house. And to me, oh. it completely tracks that Phyllis just packed up a bunch of their stuff and brought it into the office because I could definitely see at least their, like, some like sultry Moroccan sex room <laughs> set up in their house. It's not their entire house decorated in that way. Bob would let Phyllis do anything. And I think that that is a pretty good theory as to how they could afford or would want to afford um, or even have that idea for a themed Christmas party. So thoughts. Hope you're great. Bye. Awesome. Thanks, Faye. And I think I, I remember, I think I we we remember Faye. Faye. We met her, at, yeah. at, you and in, uh, in Aurora at uh, Lady Justice. So thanks for uh, yeah. thanks for uh, coming out for that and for calling in. I just connected some dots. I believe Faye is the one who called in and said someone making soup. <laughs> I'm seeing the right phone numbers here. Anyway, uh, I just thought it was a 
we, good theory. We didn't really discuss it. Uh, I think it, at that tracks that Phyllis would have a lot of that stuff. Yeah. I like the idea that Phyllis has her own like sensual kind of den at their house. I'm picturing, um, uh, I am picturing the Soprano house uh, when I think of Bob and, and Phyllis's oh, house. Okay, yeah. Uh, there's a pool. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of like, you know, unnecessary, like ornate <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, stuff going on. But yeah, I like the idea that there is uh, a Moroccan themed um, mm-hmm. bar basement thing where they throw yeah their, maybe maybe the throw their wild parties yeah 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 bob's probably got a weight room that's just way too big too much yeah. stuff in there for, for one yeah <laughs> it was a t- it was gonna be a tiki bar but then they got a great deal on all this moroccan stuff so you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. anyway i i will question. wait I- I, so the question is just what their house. I admit when I heard the name, I, I went to look up on my phone the list of people that we wanted to shout out from the Colorado vet to make sure that yeah yeah right yeah, yeah. So the so I kind of missed the question just because I wanted to double Not check. Not really a question. It was really just, just sort of theory a, that you brought all yeah, the stuff from home. That yeah, what that all that Moroccan like, stuff might actually have been in their house. Yes, and what interests ah. me is we never see Bob and Phyllis's house, and Phyllis's that's, house. that's a house yeah. I'd love to see. Like that, I'm very curious. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with some more questions and some would you rathers in the conference yeah. room. We'll see you soon. All right. Welcome back. Uh, let's jump back into our voicemail bag. Alex, hit us with with another question, please. We'll do. We, by the way, we're, we're I'm now at the voicemails we got around Christmas and uh, we had Rebecca, Jacob, a few others called in to wish us a Merry Christmas. Thank you for that. Merry Thank Christmas. you, guys. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you, too. Almost and a, a month late, New but Year. better than not at all. <laughs> um, all right. This voicemail comes from Karen in New York. Hi, this is Karen from New York. I really love the podcast. Um, I just wanted to share my idea for the reunion special. I'm going through the old episodes and re-listening to all of them right now. And I think a good idea for making a reunion would be the trial of Bob Kazimakis and all of the employees have to come back <laughs> and testify against Robert California slash Bob. <laughs> and it could be shot like a courtroom drama, but also um, it would be like very funny and real and documentary style. So let me know what you guys think. Have a good day. Bye. Awesome. Thank you, Karen. Uh, that is a great. <laughs> so this, Alex, my mind immediately goes to Tim Heidecker. Yes. Why is that? Yeah. Well, Tim Heidecker did a did exactly this kind of. There was like a five hour fake trial. Oh yeah, oh, and longer it, than that. Oh yeah, it, <laughs> it plays just like you know, just like as if you were watching you know Johnny Depp and and uh, Amber Heard. But it's it's. Uh, I would love to see that. I, I like kind of almost of, like a new format of. I was gonna say it's a funny idea to to like do a reunion but do it in a true crime documentary style totally different vibe totally different thing and it's the thing about it if you did it as a that kind of a documentary it would make a lot more sense because you could play footage from the show you could play old clips and like all yeah. sorts of interviews with these players and it would make mm-hmm. sense it's like oh they're younger now they're so much older and then you get the current day talking <laughs> head interviews at their homes or wherever they are mm-hmm. and you could actually like write in little bits of like what's happened to the characters since they worked at Dunderman Scranton. Yeah. See their house in the background. It'd just be a really interesting way to do that and have the whole thing um, 
be a takedown of like James Spader or Robert California. It, it would uh, also be a, a, a bit of a black comedy. I mean, oh, Robert yeah, California would be being charged of like human trafficking and things like yeah. that. Unfortunately, no Michael Scott, because he wouldn't be really he never really met Robert California. True. Um, but but Michael would find out just would... <laughs> yeah. Hey, if we know anything, is that Michael could do just as much danger in the dark. <laughs> so he would find a way. He would find a way to get in that documentary. Um, and the yeah. so they would need to test like the idea is that Robert is on trial for some sort of terrible thing that he's done. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think yeah, it would be like it would be fun to use that to actually get the characters to come back to a similar physical location, you know. Yes. Um, and to have to share. Like they're all at the same hotel or whatever it is, and they they run yeah. into one another. I also like the idea that maybe Stanley finally gets to be on jury duty, and it's for this <laughs> one case <laughs> with all these people he used to work with, and he has to listen to them talk He's like all day a long. Super problematic judge though, because he wouldn't like you would never yeah. you would never put him as a jury if you knew that. Well, and then or whatever, and that's the that would be the other thing that happens is he immediately is dismissed from the jury after all those years <laughs> of wanting to be on one <laughs> crestfallen. Uh, I yeah, I, I do like the idea. Yeah, maybe, and yeah, and like he's you could interview because you could interview so many characters about like when did you feel intimidated or threatened or whatever by Robert California? Did he make you feel uncomfortable? Did he? Was he in a room one on one with you? It would get really dark really fast, but uh, mm -hmm. just something I'd like to see it. But love it. it'll it'll never happen. But love it, Karen. Great idea. I Great idea, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, let's go to David, who's in Ohio. Hey, nerds! This is David <laughs> calling from Columbus, Ohio. I was listening to your uh, part about the am spirit animals for office characters. Um, first of all, Toby was literally compared to an evil snail by Michael. Ah. And um, so he was, he literally said it is like being friends with an evil snail. That's right. And um, for Gabe, uh, Gabe uh, <clears throat> is constantly suffocating and uh, constricting the life out of all those around him, and he's very long. Um, I think uh, boa constrictor would or anaconda would be the only acceptable one. Nice. So uh, that's all. See you guys. Love those. <laughs> Thank you, it. David. Just, just bolstering our spirit animal discussion. Yeah, uh, love it. Pretty simple. Those are those, those are, are both picks. very good. Very good. I know. Picks. What did we say for Toby? Uh, we said that he was a good snail. Good snail. <laughs> Benevolent snail. A righteous snail. Yeah. <laughs> the sacred snail, Toby Flenderson. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's who Michael would say is his spirit, what what, what Toby's spirit is. Uh, but, 100%. You, know, you don't get to choose your spirit animal. It's not who you want to be. It's who you are. Um, can't say Toby's. And Toby's animal, might be like an amorphous blob of khaki. Yeah. yeah an amoeba. <laughs> There we go. I I do like Gabe's. I think Gabe's is right on. That's that's pretty. Gabe, good. Yeah, that's Gabe right is on. the boa constrictor. Very good. Yep. All right. Thank you, Last David. Last voicemail here uh, from Jonna. Hey guys, this is Jonna from New Hampshire. I have been listening to you guys now for I don't really know a couple, maybe a year, something like that, a while. And cool. uh, I just wanted to say, I, so I'm on episode one seventy one, so I'm almost caught up. And uh -huh. I think it was Anne, not Sean's wife, 
that was calling in about <laughs> my wife, but how she found you guys because of the Office Ladies podcast. She's on episode thirty-two. So I just wanted to say that's actually how I found you guys too. But it had nothing to do with googling anything. I actually heard your the name of your podcast. They talked about you in one of their episodes, like because they were talking about a fan page, and they were talking about other Office podcasts, and they really? were like talking about how the, in the Office Ladies podcast. Well, in the Office Ladies fan page or whatever on Facebook, that there was like a you know a post going on about it. So I went on there and I was like, oh, Microsoft Podcast Company found you guys and have had a whole backlog of stuff, and it's been just fantastic. So that that was actually it. That was the only reason I was calling. So uh, whoa, thank you for listening. It means the world to me. Take care, stay safe, and uh, I'll see you next week. <laughs> It means the world to us. Thank you for calling, Jonna. And I, because I didn't know that. We got a mention on Office Ladies. That's pretty amazing. I Jenna Fisher never... or Angela Kinsey said the name of our show. I've never crazy. heard this. Yes. I didn't check on this, but this is the first I've ever heard of them even know that we exist. Because we've I've always assumed they must know. Someone at Stitcher must have. They must know that we we. They're ripping us off. They're listening to this, and then they are taking all of our opinions, and taking our them in there. We, we in were here podcast. first. Um, no, 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 no. We're just That's... kidding. We, we love them. But uh, if this is true, I mean, I'm not going to look into Big it. If but true. if someone else looks into it, <laughs> is this true? Do they know who we are? Uh, let's do a little feed swap. Let's go. You come on our show. We'll go on yours. Yeah. It'll be great. <laughs> It'll be mutually beneficial for both of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you guys need our. You guys really need our numbers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We can get you some cool beer from, mm-hmm. from Colorado. What do you guys want? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I was just throwing that Amazing. out there. Just, Thank I don't you. know if you guys knew that. I didn't. Know didn't it. know it. I didn't, didn't know, know it. it. Well, you. I mean, I think. Well. That would be cool. Obviously, if they if they've mentioned us at all, that's that's pretty amazing in, in yeah. its own way. You know, I uh, I know what you mean or. I know Alex, you mentioned at one point. This is a while ago. Then, do they know who we are? Like, have they? Are they aware that we exist? Um, so, if, if so, that's amazing. But I also kind of uh, love the idea that someone found our show, you know, within the last year or, or something like that, yeah. and has been going through the back episodes. That's always really cool to me. And I know that we've been going on long enough that people find us at all sorts of different parts in our um, long uh, podcast tenure. But <laughs> it's just it's just cool to hear about when people start listening and. Uh, that um, they go through the back episodes. It's always just, I don't know. It's just very, and whenever people talk about listening to old episodes, it's amazing, you know, that, yeah, that they do that. So uh, thank you. Yeah. Really uh, appreciate it. Really appreciate all, appreciate all the voicemails and all the calls. Thank you. If you didn't hear yours, um, we're sorry, but you can always call us again. Um, and, uh, and, you know, like we said, we, we always listen to them and appreciate them. Um, I mean, either way. If you're, if you're thinking about, about our normal timeline like if you wished us a happy new year we'll probably tell you thank you in march so yeah <laughs> Patrick's Day, we'll be hitting that i'm sure um yeah also it does really help as i'm going through because we get a lot and as i'm going through like if it's over if it's closer over 90 seconds like it's pr- it's not getting in the show um just because we get so many so we want to keep yeah. them a little bit shorter so just know that Keeping them around a minute is would be is great. You can just <laughs> just get right to the question. Yeah, yeah. We should, we've we, had, we love all, we've we had people all. like like do like call and kind of like 
realize retake. that it's going too yeah. long and it's like <laughs> they fan. do a second yeah. take they'll yeah. like call back <laughs> yeah call back with and then just, you get it right if you need, yeah. To, yeah, if you need to have a that's dry okay. run go for it call the, back and then just be like hey guys here's the question you know that's fine too you know this whole podcast we usually do like four or five takes you know it takes hours. oh yeah it's all, an all-day affair all day again thank you for the voicemails uh, uh give us a call at uh at uh, 503-694-9314 if you want to get your voicemail played on the show uh all right let's head to the conference room for a little would you rather conference room 15 minutes half an hour all right Um, all right. These, we just have a few here. Kelly sent in a list of would you rathers on email. And I, I thought they were actually, I like they're pretty simple, pretty basic. Would you rathers, but they're great. Good. They're hard to get the right okay. answer. So, okay. uh, first, would you rather, would you rather go to Florida with Dwight's whole crew or mm. Canada with Michael, Oscar and Andy? Oh, that's Canada. a good question. Canada with Michael, Oscar and Andy over, over Florida. Okay. I mean, first of all, they seeming they kind of have like nothing to do in Canada, really. Like, I, get, I mean, Michael makes a sale. That's a huge. That's a huge draw. I think. But like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. No, that's why. I, uh, that's why I like that. Whereas, if you go to Florida, you have to like open the store and like spend so much time with Nelly and everyone yeah, you're, else. You're in a lot of hotel uh, conference rooms. Yeah. I like just, the I just I, I like the vibe of Andy and Oscar just getting drunk in the hotel bar and you know, it's just a quick trip. Yeah, and drunk dialing Angela. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drunk dialing Angela. Concierge. That would be fun. That would I'll be say fun. this too. A group I mean concierge if we Marie. if you were joining it'd be more than three people, but a group of three is like the greatest traveling it's the greatest traveling group. It's perfect size. So yes. Michael Oscar Andy, that'd be great. Dwight's yeah, like I think you're right. Dwight's crew, it's a lot of work. They're opening this door. It's not it feels like much less of a vacation, even though it's in a more vacation-y type of place. Right. Uh, Tallahassee. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I is it in that... February? Or can we, can we go to Canada in, like, August? <laughs> is, that, mm-hmm. is that fair? Well, I, I, I see what you're saying, uh, for sure, about the Canada trip. I think, for me personally, though, I'd rather I'd rather be part of that Florida crew. I just think, uh, yeah. yeah, see the real Tallahassee that everybody's been talking about. Um, I just like the cast of characters quite a bit. Florida Stanley, um, Dwight bitten by radioactive Dwight, Aaron mm-hmm. in search of a new life, mm-hmm. um, Kathy, Ryan, Ryan shooting a shot, Kathy. Um, yeah, famous, a lot more famous. stories. I think you get a lot more stories from Florida. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, and if you think, I mean, yeah, we see Oscar and Andy drunk dialing from a bar, and if you don't think you're doing that with Florida Stanley, you're you're sorely mistaken as well. We just oh, don't yeah. see it. Lots of hygiene. Don't see it. Yeah. Um, all right, great. Uh, next one. Alex, would you have rather? Wait, you said you said Canada as well. Me? Yeah, I'll go yeah. Canada. Okay, sure. Okay. Um, would you? Okay, this is going to. There it is. Uh, okay, would you rather have seen the search committee pick Fred Henry, aka Will Arnett, or the Finger Lakes guy, aka Jim Carrey? Let's assume that. They hire this, and they are the manager throughout season eight and nine. Uh, I'm going to go with Will Arnett. I didn't think... I wasn't too impressed by the Finger Lakes guy character. Love Jim Carrey. 
I, mm-hmm. I agree with you, Sean. I would also go with Fred Henry, a.k.a. Willinette. Because uh, the Finger Lakes guy felt more like a little throwaway gimmick character. It feels like he came up with it, like, the day he filmed. Yeah, it's like a... I don't like. I don't know. It, so he's got he's got the one bit. Uh, Will Arnett's character felt like there was a little more places to go with it. Again, we're going off one scene in one episode, so who right. knows? But in in it does seem like Will Arnett uh, that character had a little more room to to play with. Yeah, I agree. I think the sort of um, that sort of fake confidence bravado y kind of thing that Will Arnett kind of brought into that role, I mm-hmm. think, lent itself a lot more to being um, an office manager in the vein of the managers that we see. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it would have made a lot more sense comedically. And from the show's perspective, it was really, it's hard to get a difficult, uh, or it's hard to get a good read on the Finger Lakes guy. I do think it would have been kind of funny to see Ray Romano's character get it because he's so mm-hmm. malleable. Mm-hmm. He's so the nicest awesome. people I ever met in my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was actually yeah. really funny. Yeah, like, I guess I guess the <laughs> issue with Jim Carrey... He starts eating the sandwich and... Yeah. Yeah. Also, he would have been best friends with Toby, which would have been a funny change of pace from Michael. Like, uh, with Ray Romano's character, that is. Him and Toby would have been like, oh my god, you're so nice. Let's be best friends. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I just we also didn't get to see Jim Carrey interact with the cast at all. He's just doing right. a he's just doing True. a talking head. So like like to get to see Will Arnett like kind of like get a little flustered when they start asking him about his ten point plan. You know, it's like you can kind yeah. of like you can see the chemistry. You can kind of envision the show working, but like Jim Carrey's thing is, yeah. you know, you don't get it. I like that. I feel like Will Arnett's character would have had the exact same like shell of insecurity that Michael Scott does, but just mm-hmm. presented in a different way. Like it's important that the manager right. have that kind of hole in his life because like he needs the office to fill that hole, <laughs> and so mm-hmm. uh, it would it was it felt like a different take on that, which is which is always good. Mm-hmm. Um, next one: Would you rather go to Jim's party at his apartment or to Gabe's Glee watch party? Gabe's Glee watch party. I think no hesitation. Wow. E- email surveillance party uh is 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 kind of boring cuz people aren't as like used to each other yet. The ensemble is not nearly as social as it is when we get to glee. And uh also I think the build your own pizza thing is kind of fun. <laughs> I think we should clarify we should clarify it's not an email surveillance party. That's not what they yeah, do. Yeah. That's the episode. I think <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> um But look I at this I, email. I also <laughs> look at this email. Yeah. Hey guys, I got um, Michael's password. Let's look at his email. Yeah. Drink. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh I also uh, like the idea of Gabe's party. I uh, I think the characters a lot uh, are a lot looser, and I think too there's like when you think about Jim trying to make an exit for Robert California's party, he has like these very set parameters that he does to kind of make sure he can make a graceful exit. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to go to a, a party with your coworkers, it's nice for there to be like a structure and an event and a natural yes. time for people to kind of arrive and then leave the party. You know, right, um, right. You wonder what that was like at Jim's party. Like, do people stick around or, uh, and um, I, I just think it's nice that they have like a, they have an act, actual activity that is planned around. You know, Jim yeah. just kind of has people over. I know? mean, he I does. Know. have I mean, Jim has karaoke, but yeah, 
Yeah. That's the one draw of Jim's thing is karaoke, but um, it's not enough. I'm with you guys. I would go with Gabe's party. It's just a better venue. It's just... It's just a better place to have the party. I, I'm i with you, Sean. I love making personal pizzas. I always make way too many, and I eat way too much. We, <laughs> we used to have an annual uh, personal pizza party at uh, at Alan Marines when we worked at camp together. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I loved I lo- you just sit there and just keep making them. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I never did make a plain old pepperoni, did I? And I'll, I'll have one more. Uh, yeah. Love that. I don't know why you make them in such large quantities. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's the answer. All right, last Personal one here. Pizza party. Last, me- last. Would you rather? And this is a classic. But would you rather be a member of the Finer Things Club or the Party Planning Committee? Finer Things Club. All day. All Easy. day. Easy. Long. I agree. Uh, one. You just snacks. Yeah, I mean. You have to read something for the Finer Things Club, so that's your only thing you have to do. Party planning, you're on the hook for a lot. I mean, Finer Things Club, Finer Things Club, you get the party planning, and the party is just for you. Like you, they they plan these little these little get-togethers, and then uh, dalliances, and then the no one room. else is allowed to enjoy it. It's great. I love an exclusive yeah. club. <laughs> you like fine I mean, things. The Finer I'll Things say, Sean, Club. You'd have very... a lot to add to both. Cl- both groups you'd have Thank a lot you. to go that's to. true very true Thank. i do like i you know i enjoy party planning as well but uh you're you're gifted <laughs> edwin sorry i got you off again um i actually yeah like you said i think the fighter things club would be would be a preferred experience unless you really enjoyed planning parties which some people do you know um and because you actually, I think you would actually get a lot more enjoyment out of participating than instead of just planning. And then I think the other thing with planning is you also are kind of monitoring to make th- sure that everything is going well. And it's hard right. to enjoy a party that you've planned, I think. I also think that the Finer Things Club, um, you know, you'd have to do some reading. That's something you have in in in, um, in common with an email surveillance party. <laughs> it's a lot of reading. <laughs> Angela's oh, yeah, actions, guess, top of the morning to it. The the difficulty <laughs> actually, <laughs> the difficulty actions, for me. Forward, reply, reply all. <laughs> <laughs> the difficulty with uh, the Fighter Things Club actually is going to be the book club element. That <laughs> I'm not much of a reader, so uh, I would have to. I'd have to. I'd have to audiobooks. You know, just I'll go all <laughs> there you audiobooks. Go. Oh, okay, sweet. Whew. Always forget about audiobooks. And I mean, the last audiobook I listened to with you was a Frank McCourt book, the writer right. of Angela's Action. We've talked so about this, haven't we? We have. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Tis. Anyway. Uh, that's uh, it, folks. That's the whole list of would you There rather. you have it. And that that's all of our would you rathers. If you want to send us would you rathers, you can email us mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. And if you want to leave us a voicemail, again, that number is 503-694-9314. We're on Facebook and Instagram. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. And we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash michaelscott. Become a Scott's Top for five bucks a month. You support the show and you get lots of bonus um, content as well that you heard about already. Um, but it's just really fun to uh, to uh, uh, be a part of like a smaller uh, community too. So so check us out on Patreon. We donate a portion of those uh, funds to the Third Good Marshall College Fund. Very special thanks to our Patreon supporters. 
special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who uh, designed all of our artwork. And this episode was recorded over video chat. A couple of things I want to mention before we uh, wrap up the show. Number one, this is this was not discussed during the episode, but during the break, Alex tried to move uh, Walter, the cat's bed, into frame of his camera <laughs> so that she would be visible to us while she's um, wandering yes. around her kingdom. And we do appreciate kingdom, that. I should say. And Walter immediately walked off of the bed and just laid down next to it. But very recently, Walter has moved to her bed, and it's just like a very nice sense of uh, of, uh, of closure. Um, Classic cat stuff the, right there. Just being the like, I'm not going to do Walter. that. And you're Yumi, like, that's oh, actually the best thing to do. What's Yumi oh, doing? Yumi. Yumi's just over in the corner of the room <laughs> on a towel that's at, laid down in case it's the basement starts leaking again. <laughs> at the end of this, or once we're done recording, please, if you guys, if they're still there, take a photo. We can post it on our IG. Um, and then another thing that I wanted to mention that has that came to my mind is I think it was Thaddeus who said whatever they say in Switzerland. And I was thinking of Gabe constricting the the energy out of everything and Gabe saying chow. And they do say chow a lot here. So oh. um, that's that's what they would say. So um, it finally came to me there. But anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for supporting. Um, and uh, yeah, over all this time and all these episodes, um, it's amazing that we get to still do this. So thank you for being a part of that um, and always supporting us. So take care. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Ciao, ciao. Dippity poppy, give me the salad. Yes, yes, sir. sir. <laughs> a ciao. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. Take me home. Oh. You know what? Fine. I try to start fun traditions for you guys, but if you don't want to sing, no traditions. Closing time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Good night. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.